What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast presented by House Enterprise. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with a lazy eye here connecting with people who have incredible stories to tell. Happy second day of summer. I'm sitting here in Somerville, Massachusetts, and the neighborhood is popping off fireworks. So if you hear that in the audio, uh, bear with me. And and this is your this is your warning. It could it could um, spark some joltiness when you're listening to this episode. That being said, we have an incredible guest on today's show. Landon Wexler joins today's podcast. He is a lifestyle reporter for CW33 out in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. Landon is a dear friend of mine dating back all the way to the high school days out in Orange County. So it was so great to reconnect with Landon and hear his story, hear about how he went from really, you know, applying himself to get to the position that he is in going to Syracuse Newhouse School of Communications and now uh, landing an unbelievable job out in Dallas. So very excited to share with you his story. So without further ado, here is my friend, Landon Wexler. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye podcast, a true eye-opening experience. Well, everyone, on this week's episode, another great friend joins the show. Landon Wexler is a lifestyle reporter for the CW33 out in Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. After graduating from the Newhouse School of Communications at Syracuse University, Landon has worked in Birmingham, Alabama, now in the great state of Texas, here to tell us all about his story. Landon, thank you so much for coming on, man. How the heck are you? Dude, I am living the dream, Jared. I am so happy to be hanging in here. This is my first time guesting on anything, and... (laughs) The freaking normal guy. Let's do it. I'm stoked to be here. I'm stoked to have you, man. It's been we were we were chatting before recording. We were like reminiscing on some of the the good old days back in Rancho Santa Margarita and on you know Oso Parkway and Antonio Parkway to Toro of Santa Margarita. I'm assuming now that you're out in Dallas, you got the AC pumping, reaching triple digits in Dallas. How how's the weather treating you out there? You know that AC is pumping. I the weather has been hotter than heck naturally. <laughs> But, you know, I just took a visit, uh, visited a couple buddies in Houston, mm-hmm. and I realized just how lucky I have it compared when it comes to, like, humidity. Yeah. Listen, no, no disrespect to H-Town, but it is <laughs> way, way too humid. And honestly, too hot and humid here. So I, we're, we're just living, we're, we're doing it out here. You know, you know? You, we grew up in a state very similar to Texas where there can be two different types of weather cycles in the same state. Now that I've lived in New England for so long, like, it's like Massachusetts has the same weather pretty much throughout the entire state but like you know san francisco is always going to be different than orange county so it's it's interesting to hear that dallas is super different to houston's weather the humidity is a lot bigger assuming you know further south down in in houston so the great big state of texas you never know what can happen with the weather you guys get snow on the super bowl when you host it and don't know what to do you know it's 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 a wild time out there no it's true man in fact like it's similar to home where if we got like even an inch of snow the whole state would shut down right Maybe right. not the whole, well, at least the, the lower valley, you know, the LA, yeah. Orange County area. Oh, it, it would shut down. down. Think of, think of the, think of, I was about to say the I-5. I just mixed New England with California there. I'm, I'll go back to my California roots with you and say the <laughs> 5 uh, Imagine the five with an inch of snow on it. People would go bananas. I mean, we don't, there's no way we have plows in Irvine. No way. No, no, <laughs> no. In fact, like in, we know when it comes to salt and stuff, you salt right. the, roads people would be going into freaking albertsons or pavilions or whatever yeah, table salt at. table salt yeah 
I mean, you know, I, I will say some new New Englanders out here have, have done some pretty ridiculous things where they'll take, I mean, we had, we had a snowstorm out here where it was two feet of snow and someone who was very new to the area, we could tell was just pouring their um, snow melt onto the two feet of snow. That's not how you get rid of two feet of snow, people. You have to shovel it first. Um, and then you, you save the salt for like the last inch or two. But yeah, I was like blown away. This isn't some miracle solution. It just, no, it, 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 it evaporates. <laughs> it clears the white sea. For the- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Two Jewish boys. We had to get a Moses reference in. <laughs> yes, sir. Three minutes in. We nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> My Catholic school education right there. <laughs> Doing it, dude. Making but, them proud. But it's so funny. Like, you know, it, you know, the the thing that kind of took my, like, just blew my mind originally, like, in, that you don't realize is that snow has to go somewhere. And it usually takes a while to melt. Like, it is, I mean, if you have a two-foot snowstorm in January, that thing's usually sticking around till the beginning of March, you know, end of March. <laughs> and from the Syracuse days, it could stay till May. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's no bueno man <laughs> oh my it's, gosh people love their snow but uh i've clearly flown south yeah so like i mentioned you you were uh two years in birmingham what would you say is the biggest difference from what you've been seeing your last three months just from the the people and i mean we could talk about the weather again but i'm sure people are like move on uh but <laughs> what would you say what, what would you, after the Moses come. reference, they're like, all right, next thing here. <laughs> what would you say is like the biggest change that you've seen here? Oh man, you know, I would say I would say Alabama and Texas are pretty darn similar when it comes mm-hmm. to uh when it comes to the I don't know, a lot of things, but Texas yeah. I'm telling you the highways and the highways are so they bring me back home. It's like that the traffic again. Mm. Yes, I love my traffic. <laughs> so cowboys. <laughs> horrible i'm back in that but at least while i'm sitting in traffic i can smell in and out out the window there's uh, in and out here again there you and go you got I, it back i i've turned my inner dude my inner high school I, i'm going in with like three by threes four by fours i post-workout meal you know how it is <laughs> very well done very well done i that's i do miss that um it's so funny it's such a hot debate in new england because people will go to great lengths to try in and out and that's what makes me um it makes me nervous about the debate because hot take i love in and out i loved it we when it got when it opened up on ranch santa margarita parkway right next to santa margarita right by tesoro basically it's just game on the, the 241 uh it was a game changer it was perfect for after swim meets after football games whatever but people will fly three thousand miles to go try this thing and that's a lot of pressure for a hamburger, a lot of pressure. And I do think Shake Shack is a very good hamburger, very good quality hamburger. So I always tell people like, you know, you don't necessarily have to go to great lengths to have an In-N-Out burger, you know, to, to be, to have the best hamburger on, on earth. But my SoCal roots, it, it, like, it pains me to say that I need an In-N-Out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. People need to not base it on flying to go get their In-N-Out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, but, exactly. right. And I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. You just need to try it when you're in when you're in the area. When you yeah. have an in and out around you, try it and you'll be like, wow, convenient, cheap, delicious. Delicious. Get out of here with people trying to say Whataburger. 
Oh, that's, please. That's, have you please. had you've had Whataburger? No, right? I haven't. I refuse. It, it, if you could sell it in the frozen, like no disrespect to Mr. Wahlberg. Um, if you want to come on the show, please, you're always welcome. Um, <laughs> but if you can buy it in the freezer section, it's not worth going to the, to the restaurant to buy it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I, I think that's for sure true. And yeah. at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's a good, it's a burger. It's decent. But yeah. when, you, when you throw a double-double versus like a double cheeseburger from Whataburger, it's a drier patty. You're going to get, yeah. it tastes mustard. Like it's, I, I don't want <laughs> Not it. a big mustard on the burger guy. But I, okay. <laughs> what's your thought on the fries? Everyone here in New England says their fries stink. Um, and I think it's, I, that's the most ridiculous thing, honestly, in and out no. wins. If, if, if we take out McDonald's, you, you can't, you can't beat a McDonald's fry, but I honestly think in and out has the best fries. Yes. I think, cause it's fresh. You see it. You see them making the potato. Thank you. They're freshly do. You don't get that McDonald's. You don't do that at Whataburger. No fraudulent fries fraudulent. from elsewhere. Every, <laughs> everywhere except in and out. Wendy's trying to come out with these new hot, hot and fresh fries. Like what were they before? <laughs> yeah that's a good freaking point yeah, thanks for confessing you yeah you, liars you, liars frauds ridiculous it's crazy it's crazy so now that we've we've covered the in and out debate we've covered the snow debate <laughs> yes sir we're doing them we're doing- so so before we get into what you're doing today let's go through to how we've how we've gotten to this point every story has a beginning and i want to start with yours can you talk a little bit about growing up in the wexler household and, and how we've we've gotten to this point here I would say, you know, it's funny. I grew up wanting, I grew up a little bit wanting a little bit of a spotlight. I think I wanted, I really wanted to be a football player. I thought I was going to be the next whatever, especially, you know, growing up for folks who don't know Southern California, everyone's an athlete. The mecca of athletics. Yeah. Jared's all-star swimmer. Please. (laughs) We have a guy that just won an NBA championship hailing from our hometown. So let's not put Jared on that pedestal. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I want to gas you up where I can, my dude. But yes, Clay, Clay is taking home a ring. And that's kind of the example is everyone's like, everyone's an athlete or you're whatever, an all-star you're brilliant. I don't know. You're, you're something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like the kid that like from Kodo that was like 13 at UCI or whatever. Yeah. Shout out to that guy. I don't know where he is today, but shout out that guy. <laughs> straight up. I hope you're living life. Well, man, yeah. I, or, probably or, retired by right now. <laughs> straight up. You, you probably actually probably yeah. invested in crypto before. It crashed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before you yeah. got the BOGO deal. Yeah. Straight up, dude. <laughs> it was, um, so that I didn't, I didn't have those smarts. I didn't have like the athletic. I, I was like, all right, I got this. I tried to be a football player with the Soro. Mm-hmm. It like JV. And I didn't get the JV till like, you know, my. <laughs> I didn't really start or do anything on JV till junior year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, maybe this isn't my route. May- I kind of want to make some cash. I want to do something. Like I don't know. Maybe this isn't it. And especially with just like studs, like there were you yeah. know, everyone around us. It was, it was. I was like, that's this ain't it, right. but. Sophomore year of high school, there was like a little, there was a broadcasting class uh, called TNN, Tesoro News Network. And it was in that moment. I mean, while I wasn't sharp or like that smooth my sophomore year, there was like a sense of, okay, I kind of, I kind of have uh, a little more of a calling toward this. I'm actually right. I'm feeling good at it. I'm feeling a little more confident. Um, and then again, I, if you look back at videos, 
there were there are moments of me like just like ramp like stuttering or like just like just a little like oh my god like turning beet red just like common common high school whatever things right, right. but but I kind of just felt like I felt like that it felt like a solid connection there yeah um, that and I had um good family friend who was like you know Landon you at thir- like 14 years old like she she was the mom was like hey uh your voice like you have a solid voice um like <laughs> you're like I haven't really hit puberty yet but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thank you but she's like you know you, you you have a look you have you have like this um you have a great voice I think like you could be great on e one day and I'm like I'm like bet I'm like sweet <laughs> I'll do it if I could look sharp or like taught, whatever. Mm. I, I wasn't, I didn't quite know what I was going for, but that was kind of like my first little like spark of inf- of like inspiration. You would know? you say, yeah, would you say that like you fell in love with the idea of being, like you said, you kind of wanted to have that spotlight, whether it was in sports or in something else, but would you say you kind of fell in love then with like having it be a camera and be like television or like, or would it be, you know, did you want to even like expand that and maybe try like theater or, or radio or things like that? Was it like, once you once you got in front of TNN and doing the high school news, like you're like, this is, this is that spotlight that I was looking for. You know, it, I, I, um, and it could have been like an, it totally could have been an internal, like wanting the, wanting a spotlight, but all that all said, like, I think, I think I started being like known as the, like people would come up to me like, Landon, you're, you're really, really good at that. Like, like yeah. you're, you're the, Oh my God, like Mr. Voice of TNN or whatever. And yeah, I think yeah, yeah. whether it be, whether it be uh, like, like doing football or whether it, like playing football or like doing whatever, being right. Mr. Like 4.5, I think <laughs> like no disrespect man like I, I, I could never right. <laughs> right but um I don't know it was just like a sense of it felt like a sense of a calling like a almost like a belongingness mm-hmm. and whether whether whatever direction I took it felt nice to be seen as love like that. that dude you know I love that so after three years of broadcasting for Tesoro you headed over to Saddleback College for two years what can you tell me about those two years at Saddleback that you took away in preparation for Syracuse those two years holy man (laughs) senior you know senior year junior year really I was like I realized my GPA wasn't where it needed to be I I didn't really try too hard you know I I I don't know I again kind of going into that same uh same vein of like not having that calling yet I started realizing like this is something I actually need to get in order to pursue this dream of right. like wanting what I really, really am like waking up for and stuff right. and to do. Um, so like when it came to like those couple last two years, I realized, let me get it in order. Um, senior year, I started like registering at Saddleback and like getting things just kind of on the right track. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then I also, also realized like senior year that they're like after two years of Saddleback you can do any like you can go anywhere you want right any you see yeah 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 that was the craziest part because like through high school I thought I was I didn't I thought I was destined for like a not so great school I thought I was kind of just 
topped out right uh, after not doing great in high school but then seeing that seeing that chance at Saddleback I was like oh my god I I can you mean I can go to UCLA you mean I can go like that's still an option for me right right and those two years those two years were crazy it was kind of um the two years were crazy because I not only was like tackling a whole new curriculum and like a whole taking on college, right. but all, and also like just trying to get my life in order. Right. But I, at the same time, my, my living sitch was a little off. Like I, um, family situation was going on. I needed to basically, I stayed with a couple family friends and, um, in that time, like I just needed to get a lot of things in order. Um, but what can I tell you from two years of Saddleback? I think my two, what I realized is yes, I can get that, get myself back in check and grind, but those two years were some of the hard, like some of the hardest years I've ever, ever been through. And honestly, like it was a trying time because not only was I trying to do like math class, but I was also like working at Starbucks, yeah, working at the San Juan Hills golf club, working there and just like basically just trying trying to make some cash while also just, you know, trying to pursue this goal. Um, But yeah, like two years, the way I was able to get through two that much stuff of like, I did honors program there. I was never Mr. Honors student in high school, (laughs) but, but it was the honors program was like this path to what I, what I dreamed of. Right. So like I, I put my, put everything I had into it. It was, it was tough. I would be exhausted. I'd be on such little sleep. I'd be in this uh, tutoring center at Saddleback all day, every day mm-hmm. um, and wake up and do it again. And I'm telling you, like, I, I had like, it was a, it was a very anxious period for me too, just with uncertainty, but also I was just an anxious kid. Mm-hmm. So like doing that all at the same time, it was just like super trying. I don't know. It yeah. was like realizing I needed to, realizing my limit each and every day wasn't as I I basically realized I could push even harder each and every day the ceiling became higher and higher a little bit the the, where you could push your limits was a little bit more and more and it's so interesting because we talked about this actually last week's episode with Ella Easton you know obviously different um different careers right Uh, you know American record holder swimmer and you know TV broadcaster but the, the similarities in the sense that you know because what I know about Saddleback is that it's it's a great place to go to elevate yourself. So like you said, you can go anywhere after that. It's one of the best community colleges in the nation. In the same breath, if you don't go the route that you did and actually apply yourself to finish the classes on time, you can find yourself in a very kind of a rat race in terms of the wheels are spinning and it's going nowhere, right? Absolutely. So what I'm getting from that and just the similarities, what I'm saying with Ella's episode is like in their most trying times, in our most difficult times, whether it's personally or like mentally, physically, whatever, is when we do some of our best work, right? It's when there's so much pressure to perform at your best that it's almost a non-option not to, you know? So it's, it's very interesting. Like, you know, that's what I love about this show is like we could have an you know, Olympic qualifying type of athlete on the show. And then a TV broadcaster who's doing awesome at his job. And there's still similarities. And that's why I love, and I'm just the normal guy with a lazy eye talking about yeah, so. <laughs> the normal guy, man. And that it's, it's cool because I think so many, 
like I, I get so much of my inspiration not yes I have I Seacrest is my guy he's my idol I'll always look for him like he's <laughs> he's like he's a stud you know yeah but like but uh and I dream of a career like that but like right. I get my inspiration like um Kevin Hart I think there was like the, there's he has a couple audio books about just like he he grind, like grinded from the streets of Philly like mm-hmm. not having a stable house really right. like from a super young age and then finding his calling at, at Foot Locker you know at his time at Foot Locker he would do like he'd grind at night and just do what he had to do to chase this dream mm-hmm. like there are I don't know there are just so many in um even <laughs> People may not expect it, but I like rap. I, you know, <laughs> I, I Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle, right? Yeah. Hustle, yeah, he talks yeah. a ton about like just having nothing and still like rising. Oh man, it's it's uh, that's those are kind of inspirations I kept through the the crap I would go through. Mm-hmm. It was like or whatever I was feeling that day. You know, it was it was those kind of stories that you know, we can, that's how you grind and that's when Absolutely. you do your best work, you know? Absolutely. So one of my favorite posts that you had was when you were one of the only nine accepted transfers to Syracuse Newhouse. As someone who had been working their butt off, I was going to see that. Do you see that TV? I, I've caught myself. I caught myself. FCC's watching that. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Uh, who's working their butt off for a career in television. What was that step in the process like for you to get that acceptance letter? Oh man, it, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a pretty surreal time because I, I had toured for like a little motivation. My grandparents took me as like to a tour to Syracuse the yeah. year before. Oh, wow. And that was, it was, it was so cool. Cause Orange County kids, like I really only saw, like I saw UCLA, yeah. I saw UCI, yeah, but never was like, never was it these like castles on hills and and, and just That's like, such you, a good analogy how to put an East Coast college like comparatively, like yeah. UCLA, I'm pretty sure has like a low key a castle on campus, but it's like it's not the rolling hills, it's not the autumn leaves, you know. <laughs> Royce Royce Hall's beautiful man, but yeah. like the re- but the rest of every building is like that at Syracuse. Yeah, right. Crazy. Exactly. Exactly. So that was, that was a dream. And also there weren't a lot of, there weren't a lot of big, I don't know. There weren't a lot of broadcast, like big, huge personalities where we grew up. Right. And I don't know, it was just cool. It was cool to like, see what, what was out there. So to get that acceptance letter and then realize, I guess uh, to realize that I was one of nine, it just, it's so it's juxtaposed that to this kid who had like a 2.9 in high school realizing I need to get my crap together. Yeah. Just seeing like, Holy, Holy moly. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> holy moly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, this is the most PG episode you'll hear big, on this podcast. <laughs> big time. Suggestive listening here. I, I think like God, God has his plan. I think it's, I, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I think, it was, um, I don't know. It just didn't, it was crazy, crazy to see and feel like the sense of accomplishment from a kid that didn't have, didn't have it just four years, like a couple of years ago. Right. I don't know. It just felt, it felt unreal. Absolutely. So 
All right. During your time between both Saddleback and Syracuse, you obviously held some journalism-based internship jobs, including UCI, being their only non-UCI student intern in their sports uh, sports broadcasting realm. So congratulations on that. I did my research. CBS, CBS, Citrus TV, obviously over at Syracuse, the orange. Uh, And more, uh, but one of the ones that I wanted to talk to you about, for two and a half years, you were a barista at Starbucks. A podcast guest first, and you did that both in SoCal and in Syracuse. What was the biggest? We'll start. So now we're we're getting into your Starbucks career here. Yeah, bro. What was the biggest difference between being a barista uh, in Orange County versus Syracuse, New York? I had it. I had it so easy in in Orange County. <laughs> really? It. Yeah, man. I, mean, I thought okay. it'd be the the opposite. You would think I so. You know, you know, Antonio and Oso. Yeah, I know exactly where your Starbucks was. I, that I, yeah. wasn't, no, no, Antonio and Oso wasn't where I was working. Oh, Oso and the five. Oh, okay. So yes, like, yes. Down, yeah, down, the, yeah, yeah, okay. Down by exactly. the freeway. Yeah, that no one goes to. It's like Correct. in there. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so with the, it was the biggest win because I would, me, I, it was the coolest little squad. Like it was a team of maybe like, it would be three people on a, on the clock at a uh-huh. time. Oh, wow. You'd be serving drinks and, I don't, I have, I'm no longer a barista, so I don't think I'm going to get sued, but like I, <laughs> I served a lot of free drinks to a lot of people. <laughs> Starbucks, if you're watching, we'll, we'll bleep that out. <laughs> right, right, right. Howard Schultz, please don't come after me, homie. <laughs> the, the uh, I mean, it was just great. Like we were just living, living the dream. It was so easy, but yeah. then I go to freaking Syracuse Starbucks and during which having the Starbucks job turned out to be one of the, the best, like transfer situations because i was able to stay in company while also being right on campus right but when i transferred i remember them telling me they they uh the managers were like just know this is one of the top 10 busy stores in the states like in the united states (laughs) and and i said what (laughs) because like this last one was probably i'm shocked it's still open i'm like it's probably one of these like probably one of the last busy stores in all right. of that. Right. So, so I was just blown away. So there, oh, going in college, it was cool because I got to meet everybody. Right. I got, I got everyone that came through was like, oh my God, you're Mr. Starbucks guy. I'd go to a party. They'd yeah. be like, oh my God, Starbucks guy. I'm like, yeah. They'd be like, here's a shot. I'm like, you bet, bro. Like, <laughs> espresso. <laughs> espresso shot. Duh. PG, <laughs> baby. <laughs> We, no, you were of age when you went to those parties. It's fine. It's I fine. I did. I, yeah. Yes, I would trade yeah. shot for shot espresso. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. It, it was. Um, but at that point, like, it was so cool because it gave me such a cool opportunity to meet everybody. Mm-hmm. I got to it, sorority. It was so funny. Sorority. Uh, I'll, go uh, ahead. No, go. <laughs> this is your show, bro. This go cool. for it. The, the uh, Starbucks was right across the street from Sorority Row. Okay. And perfectly placed. Like whoever did it was that. Cool. Genius. It was it was pretty cool. <laughs> so like the uh, the like lines of them when it was rush. Uh-huh. They would they would flock. Oh yeah. They would run through and they you could tell who was going to like who was a nice one who was like a total yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. I got you. Know. <laughs> or whoever, you know. It was just funny as heck. So mm-hmm. uh so that was a really cool opportunity to speak. What when would you feel most pressure during that job? When? Oh. 
Bro, I don't know how I skirted through two and a half years of that. I no, I I don't know how I don't know how they do it. I don't know how I, you did it. I don't know how they do it. If you ask any of my coworkers, I I did great on register. Okay. But my my barista skills, I'd be spilling crap everywhere. Like I just you know, like a latte would fly across oh the room. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, it's a steam milk just onto a customer. Like I mean, it was a problem. I, I was a clutch, and I still little clutch. That's why I never became the athlete. Okay. So like, <laughs> it all comes full circle. Right. But like it was it was so cool because like uh I got to like just kind of sit at the register. Okay. But that was but when I felt most pressure was when I had to do like all at once. And yeah, it was not a, it was not a very clean situation. <laughs> all right. Last question about being a barista and we'll, we'll tie it back to broadcasting and journalism here. That's how that's, we're really good at that here. So what similarities can you draw between broadcasting live and being a barista at the world's most famous coffee shop? Oh my gosh. The, what similarities it's being, it's, being able to put on the happy face when you're not stoked yeah. it's it's having it's realizing you have stuff to do um that you have a job to do and people <laughs> there were some cust- people just want their coffee you know yeah. well, and one of the biggest things i learned i mean starbucks kind of the biggest drug dealer in america because <laughs> it's kind of it's it's they're addicts that like and coffee addicts that are like give me my coffee right exactly it's like bro i i'm gonna do my best (laughs) but like give me a sec i'm still no i mean i'm i'm a culprit of it i i have to have my coffee in the morning like you know as cliche those stupid mugs are like don't talk to me until i have my coffee like don't freaking talk to me (laughs) real talk real (laughs) oh my gosh all right so in february of 2020 after starbucks after syracuse after saddleback uh you made your move to birmingham alabama to be a digital reporter for cbs 42 new city new job how did you really try to be a member of that community so that when you were reporting you aren't just they aren't just turning into a news reporter they're turning into someone that's a part of the community it's a freaking good question there, Thank Jared. You. This, Thank you. 85 episodes. I've tried, I'm, I'm bound to have one good, one good question. He's killing it. This man <laughs> is killing it. The um, two, um, two years of that, it was, it was crazy because not only was it New City and all that, but as I got there, and so fortunate, so fortunate to, to got this job like right out of college. Right. But a month later after I got this job, the pandemic hit. Right when job getting jobs was impossible i got this new city so like not only not only did i like get this brand new city and trying to meet new people but good god the world <laughs> fell apart right. <laughs> it just crashed right um so like that was wild but it was cra- that two years that two years i was yes trying to find figure out what mattered to the community like and while i wasn't I didn't do Mr. News report. I wasn't huge on like the hard and breaking news. Right. But you were, it was more so like the feel good stories or like what's going on in the community. So that's what I loved about your time in Birmingham was like, you know, because we'll get to this in a second, but it, it didn't always have to be breaking news. This happened, breaking news. This is happening. It was breaking news. Like, you know, Earl has a new sub shop and let's go check it out. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And I'm, that's it. 
and that that was that was the beauty of the digital reporter job. While I had my uh, some colleagues that were doing like breaking news and like the hard tornado damage and right. holy, like that stuff serious, and it, it, it weighs on you. But mm-hmm. uh, but I the craziest the craziest tool that people may not think about the tool to figuring out news stories and what matters in a community is joining random Facebook groups. <laughs> you join yes. the, the, the Oak Cliffs Moms Club. You oh, join yeah. the Mountain Brook, the soccer oh, yeah. moms. You know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you figure out, like, really, like, what was going on? Was there What do they care about, truthfully? Yeah. Or, I mean, granted, most of the time it was political nonsense. But, right. <laughs> but, but it, it was just so funny because people would lose their minds over – people would – People would call each other out via Facebook about like how fast they're going on on, on their street. Oh my God. Have you, are you in the Koto de Casa uh, Facebook group? I never got so blessed. I never was. So oh blessed. my God. I was going to say, you are just, you're just repeating exactly what they do in the Koto de Casa Facebook group. This I mean, no, 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 they'll, they'll say, they'll show, they'll show license plate. They'll take a picture of the person. I mean, it's like, it's like low key. Um, I think illegal. I don't know, maybe, but like, it's it's also like, I mean, that could be your kid, like for all that you know. <laughs> That's valid as heck, man. Yeah, and- it's it's brutal. It's so bad. And then like, you know, Code of the Casa <laughs> has its charm, um, but <laughs> it, it also has its like, we live in the gates, and we we and the gates are there to keep people out. And uh, I mean, when there, I mean, there were some like break-ins in Kodo and that's very um, unorthodox. And so the, they turned to the Facebook group and like, it's not like, just call the cops. Like, that's what I wanted to just post on every one of those. It's like, just call the cops. All the cops. cops. Yeah. Like, like, the police can do their job. Like you, like you don't need to be, you know, Sherlock freaking Holmes to figure out where your CCTV caught a blurry photo of this teenager breaking into your breaking into your unlocked Lexus car with your Louis Vuitton purse in the passenger seat. Like, come on, people! Like, you did it to yourself. It's valid. It's Thank so you. true, man. Thank you. And that, oh, bro, that was exact. That was how you figured out what was going right. on, and it was it was so cool to. Uh, it was cool because I'd find these little niche stories that no one else was really reporting on right and it was really fun to just be able to do these little like kind of pay attention to these stories a little more than if i needed to report live at four five and six mm-hmm. it's craziness but but yeah like it, it got cool opportunities through that yeah and and like you said you you joined the team just before the world shut down and obviously news has to report on things actually happening and and obviously a lot of bad things were happening but to keep it in more of a positive light what were some of the silver linings of working in a news for a news station during this once in a generational type of time of our lives? Huh. <laughs> you know, man, I, the beauty was knowing the information. The ugliness was knowing the information. Yeah. Cause people, it was brutal because I, I tried, I was the, the limited real like news reporting I was doing I, I really like wanted to serve people the right info. Right. I would get comments from like family friends or like, or family who are just like, I'm tired of this BS. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, this is coming from like, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, was, it was a lot. It, it yeah. was just, I tried to stay out of it the best I could. Um, but like, 
the silver lining was knowing it. The silver lining was the lockdown didn't the silver lining was it didn't affect me like yeah. the, when it came to like i was able to go out into public yes it affected me. that's a little that's a little um ign- I, d- it definitely affected me but like it, it, you, but you still kind of went about your day as you would I still was today. able to go yeah my my job made me go out like right. I, I went out and ta- still talked to people and coincidentally the people of alabama <laughs> they didn't care much about what's going on a lot of the folks so shout out alabama shout out alabama it was it was nice you know uh so store news continued but right it so was a, it was a cool just to cap that off yeah 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 yeah. the uh the job itself was i got to see like what the experience was like of just knowing information quick and like just being very in tune with what was going on absolutely and so from high school football to dinosaur museums to roll tide versus war eagle to literally learning how the the war eagle is trained you know you covered a multitude of different topics again i do my research uh (laughs) and it's and it's kind of similar to what you're doing today in texas with leo a treehouse airbnb or talladega nights or things of that nature what is like the prep going into that like you know how how do you figure to tell a story about what a, you know, what a Hawk is going to do at a football stadium where there's going to be a hundred thousand people watching a football game. The be- See some of these stories like that one, that one, I had the, the Forge, the, the, the luckiness to have gone into a place where everyone knows everything about that. Right. School. Right. So <laughs> whether or not, you know, I, I found out, they told me that they uh, there's this thing called the Raptor center where, they have like these big old birds also did you know that birds with claws are called raptors i I didn't i just would i call them all birds i mean (laughs) does that make a pigeon a raptor oh no the claws have to be like in the wing is that what you're saying here yes and birds aren't real anyway so you know yeah yeah have you ever seen a pigeon baby me neither so yeah there you go no no way (laughs) we just go into another hour of why birds aren't real like landon sorry your story is done here done that's a warranted that's a warranted switch the but like that they kind of told me that was a good story but like there were just things that it was cool going to going to Syracuse I learned from some of the best people who do like they they learn how to teach a good story and how to tell a good story from these veterans and I think that through that inspiration and also like just trying to take like a a more fun approach to the way things are shot. Like, yeah, I, I shot, you wouldn't believe how much I'm shooting with my iPhone. Wow. The truth comes not. out. It's the truth guys. You can make some dang good quality content with your <laughs> iPhone as if that's news, as if right. people aren't popular. Yeah, we've seen the ads land and what do you come on? Like we're not product placing Apple here. There's no, no free shout outs here. <laughs> no way. Pay us, pay yeah. us. Dang it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was the like, it was cool to learn from these people. And like, I think that I was just able to kind of take my own modern take on how, how to tell these stories. Absolutely. So Landon, from watching your reporting uh, and just how you kind of carry yourself, you have this natural ability to make someone smile, make someone laugh, brighten someone's day. I'm hoping we're, I'm hoping we're doing that here with today's episode, but you kind of touched on this, right. With your Starbucks job, but, from what we see on the camera, you're always on. But how do you keep that switch turned on to everyone so that you're well, even when you're not, you know, feeling 100%, you know, not feeling, you know, not a good day. Maybe you're even a little under the weather. You know, maybe you're recovering from COVID. Who knows? But like, how do you keep that 
mantra of I'm like, I have this opportunity. I, I got to be 100%. It's a great question, dude. Um, I had a lot of, I don't know whether it was right alongside with like this dream I had of like being, getting on TV and like using my personality to make, to make money one day, you know, that's yeah. sick, but like also tell stories and stuff. But it was alongside that where I thought like I had to, I thought I had to act a certain way. I thought I had to be on 24 seven. And it was around that same time of Saddleback where I like, I was my most anxious because I was just figuring myself out. I thought I needed to be on all the time and it was exhausting. Yeah. It was exhausting. I, I was so anxious. I was like, going to Costco would freak me. It was just like a lot of, it was, it was a lot going on. I don't know. It was a trip, but yes, people had their expectation of me. Mm -hmm. People were like at Saddleback, people were like, Landon, you're always like, you're, you're always here to like make people smile and stuff. And I I am like, I love that. Right. But like, it was exhausting. I don't know. It it became, it became not as authentic. And it was kind of at, after Saddleback, I got what I needed to done there. I kind of started realizing that the best people on air are genuine. You could tell they're not fake. You could tell they're, they're not putting on this like ridiculous smile. Like, (laughs) you know, it's people, you could tell, you could tell a fake. Right. Um, And I think that it was through this, time of figuring myself out and like being confident and just like realizing I don't need to put that act on that what what that is that um that ability to make someone smile that doesn't only happen when I'm trying Mm -hmm. like in I think the sooner I realize that I don't have to try and I hope that doesn't sound cocky but like (laughs) no but like the sooner I realize like I I shouldn't try the sooner I realize that the world kind of opens up that I don't need to act a certain way I don't need to be scared of what someone thinks of me all the time um you know so now I through the years I've been able to I've worked on my anxiety I've worked on just like being present and doing what is best for me um and in that moment of of doing what's best for me I'm realizing that other people are happy with me doing me. And like, I, I am a huge people person, a huge people pleaser. I know breaking news. I'm a people person, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but like it was, I don't know. I don't need to try. And I think the sooner, I think people out there that are like trying to work on their image or like, or even, you know, maybe just trying to be happy with themselves you'll be your best self when you're bettering yourself and like working hard and like not you just try to be present and not overthink everything it's way easier said than done but right just learning how to work on your anxieties work on being the best you and then through that I've been I've I'm so much happier so like I'm just I'm myself I don't need to try and I don't feel the need to I don't feel the need to try, you know? Right. Absolutely. And and we kind of talked about this before we hit record, but now that you're in Texas, you kind of feel a little bit more 
of doing the things that you know kind of going back to being yourself you're 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 reporting on the things that you want to report on what's the biggest difference here in this new role uh with cw coming off of your time in, in birmingham the coolest the coolest part of what i'm doing now is that i'm able to pitch a story that i see like like okay um let's think i'm suddenly blanking um i know my stories uh <laughs> there was uh like for instance i'm able to go to my bosses and i'm able to say hey guys there is a a tour they we can get private tours behind the scenes at globe life field where the where the rangers play mm-hmm. and i'm able to just go book that and it's easier than you think you just call you're like you want to get free advertising oh yeah us too let's work <laughs> together right, right. <laughs> and that's kind of how it works but like we I'm able to put my vision into it and kind of have this creativity, this um, collaborative creativity with other folks, but like going to cover music festivals and stuff. Like I, this last couple weekends ago, I went to cover so what music festival. It's a, a festival in Arlington, Texas that has rap um, metal rock. Oh, I saw like 303 and Travi McCoy came out of the woodwork to do yeah. this. So <laughs> they did. They came out of your 2010 dreams. Yeah, it came it out of your iPod shuffles right onto the stage. <laughs> yes, so that they did. That they did. But like that, those were like those were like the first. I was able to interview a couple of them, and that yeah. was just, that was the most fun because I, well, I just, the middle schooler you was probably freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. And my that and my colleague Clarissa was a fangirl to like the max. So like she's like, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. No, I mean I remember you at the high school dances. You were you were you like you you got your three oh three songs down exactly. <laughs> you know how it is exactly. But, but I think these these stories that I'm able to tell since I've since I've come here, I'm noticing folks. One, I'm way happier with the stuff I'm doing. I I feel like the things I'm doing, I'm feeling so much more fulfilled. I'm able to show my personality and like, I'm able to do what I want to do to the max. I got free food. Like just, I think it's it's cool. Like I just get to do Texas barbecue. Can't complain about that. (laughs) No, you cannot, man. But it's, uh, it just kind of gives me the space to do me and versus the news world. Mm-hmm. and the news world itself is it's a wild world right now and I, yeah. I feel for i feel for the folks in it um but like when it comes to um when it comes to like the cons- the confines of that industry it's it's still focused on like 50s television or like 70s television where they're like we need to be live we just like very stiff meanwhile like the things i would do it would be like look it wouldn't be appreciated as much in a news industry and whether that was my last couple, you know, wherever I've been, they were always like, you need to get more newsy. Yeah. But but here they're like, Landon, keep doing what you're doing. I'm able to do meal prep segments for my job. Oh my God. Like, that was, those are the best. Like, I look forward to those on your Instagram. <laughs> thank you, Jared. And yes. it was, that's the kind of stuff like I am paid to granted. It's the, the money's not as, it's not as TV money, what you think it is, but right. I mean, where, where I'm happy. I'm so happy with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm able to wake up in Dallas, Texas, like live my dream and like be able to tell the stories I want to tell and have so much fun doing it. I and love that. This, this ain't the end, but it's, it's, it feels like, it feels like, honestly, it feels like the beginning of 
kind of reaping the the rewards of of the, so much hard work that went into where we're at. Absolutely, and kind of wanted to go back to to that point about news can be, especially today, just can be so ridiculous, so wild. Why do you think? Because I'll, I'll preface with this, because news has to report on what is happening, right? Um, unfortunately, there's been crazy events that are very tragic, but it's to the fault that they have to report it. However, news stations are still getting such a bad rap and such a bad reputation of like how they report said news. Is there a way that they can fix that reputation? Or is it kind of like, to your point, you got, like we have to be live, we have to say it, we have to do what we need to do. Is there a way to, I'm not saying like turn a tragic event into something positive because it's not positive, but like, I don't know, make people more appreciative of, of, news, of news centers. You know, I think, I think the things are slowly gearing toward, like they're, they're slowly gearing toward the happier, like places that will offer happier news. Hmm. But it's sad because in years past, like every, you see a lot of local news stations. I'm a couple of them. I'm sure in the area, they've tried the good news. They've, hmm. they've like, we're your good news station. Right. Yeah. But the John Krasinski's of the world now. Yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I respect that, but like, that was the great, yeah, that was great. <laughs> so respect. It's the man. He's the man, but like it's, we can be your good news station, but there's no money in TV news anymore. So like, it's great to say you're going to be the, the fun, good news, but when they don't have the money to pay a good news reporter and you have to like split your time, my cat is, you're good. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When you have to split your time between like reporting on the crap news and then also trying to sneak in a good story. Most of the time, that good story is not going to be prioritized. You're going to be right. so beat. And it's, it's tough, this industry of like using, using your energy to like talk and stuff. But also, this industry, there is no cameraman. It's, we, I, we are our own camera people. We're running around with, with our right. cameras, like just hunching over with our stuff. So <laughs> it's sad that it hasn't been prioritized, but... What I'm realizing lately is that because people are so done with the the hard news, yeah, I'm noticing there are different stations popping up with like lifestyle content, like this station that just popped up to hire me. Like the the advertisement or the uh, ad was like, "Do you like politics, economics? This? No, great, you're coming to here. I'm right, like, bet I'm gonna come <laughs> on my way. Yeah. Um. So I I have hope in that way, but like at the same time, people go on TikTok for a variety of content, but they like their happy content. Mm-hmm. So if they can figure out a way to get people back to TV, which that's pretty dang difficult, right. uh, you know, well, <laughs> they'll figure it out. But I mean, I, you know, you said people like to do their happy content on TikTok. I do, I do like that. And then I find myself doing like a 20 minute, no, sorry, an hour and a half of like 911 calls, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, why am I in this rabbit hole? <laughs> Cause like, the algorithm. Get out of it. Yeah. It's the algorithm. <laughs> But so in your career to date, I'm going to ask a few hard hitting questions here. In your career to date, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Greatest accomplishment. I know you're only 24. Bye. <laughs> we're, you know. Um, we're fresh in. <laughs> we're nice and fresh in. Yeah. Sure. I would say the biggest accomplishment is not 
giving up, you know, like Mm -hmm. I would say so far, like my biggest accomplishment was getting this job of like, I'm in a good place where, you know, a lot of people I went to school with there, they have to start in smaller markets and Mm -hmm. like these smaller cities and grind their way up. And I was, I'm fortunate to be in Dallas at this point. um, And I'm so grateful for that. But like, at the same time, yes, this place offered a great opportunity. I'm so appreciative, but I think at the same time, crying, like just not giving up and not getting tired. Like I was excited. I've gotten tired, but like, you know, like when you get tired, you kept going. Exactly. And working through, working through, I think it just feels good to work your butt off, you know, and it doesn't pay off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is there a historical event that you wish you could have covered as a broadcaster? historical event now it doesn't now you don't have to be like the american revolution you could be like coachella i don't know or like i mean whatever <laughs> say bro coachella would be sick I'd, i sign me up for next year i, I just gave you a layup yeah, really i coachella yeah <laughs> i would i would love that um historical event uh um it could be recent I, history like it doesn't i wish yet. i wish i was around to hang out with uh with Dick Clark and Seacrest when yeah. they were, and they were doing it. That's what I wish I could have been for. Not you want to be the third guy on the third stage. That's like freezing their butt off, but like, you know, you're, you're like, <laughs> they're upwards heated and you're like, and next is. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, I don't wish I was one of the people in the crowd. I wish right. I was hanging out. <laughs> right. But, right. Right. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that's probably the most it. historical thing I got. <laughs> I can, you know, don't give up on your new year's rock and Eve dreams just yet i could see it i can see it for sure you got the hair for it i mean seacrest better watch out <laughs> working on it i, I was just i was gonna say that like for you you know being a, being someone that's always on camera you, like and now you're moving all the time not all you know hopefully you know, hopefully you're here in in texas for a while but you know i mean when i moved to boston finding a barber was like my biggest anxiety that i ever had <laughs> so for you i was like finding a new barber was probably like oh god <laughs> I do, bro. Oh my God. I understand entirely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. There was, um, I got lucky this time around my, one of my stories brought me to this, uh, this like scotch and scissors, no scissors and scotch. Okay. And it was crazy. It's like, they're a whiskey bar, Oh my God. but also like, uh, a whole barbershop. I love it. And it was some of the, it was one of the best haircuts. Now, my only problem is I'm hooked for another $70 every time I want a haircut. Yeah. Scissors yeah. And scotch. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, but like, I, I mean, like I, my guy um, is in the neighborhood that I first moved to, which is like 25 minutes from my current place. And I like find myself once a month driving out 25 minutes just for that haircut. Cause like, I don't want to find another one. It's <laughs> a good haircut is hard to come by. So we, we talked about, you know, what your biggest accomplishment is and, and Landon, like you, you are the prime example of someone who has never given up on their dreams. How would you define success? Ah, uh, I would, I, it used to be like a dollar, it used to be like a dollar amount mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, I, I, I want to make money, definitely right. want to make money, but like, I think that while I'm not 
I'm nowhere near where I like dream of being. I think there's, there's like the small successes that I, I'm like, I, I feel successful to where I wake up and I'm happy to do what I'm doing. But success would be sick to have to have an S class in my driveway, you know, <laughs> just rolling, uh, you know, with a maybe invest in the home in Texas, watch that triple in value in a couple of years, right? If it's quadruple, yeah, quadruple in a year. Yeah. You know. But I would I would say I would say success will be. I mean, I dream. I I, I want to be hosting. I want to be. I want to be just a dude with several gigs if i have to i have a a radio thing if i have like a a podcast thing if i have like by the way folks jared's been hyping me up about starting a podcast he may have inspired me we'll see let's go this may have been the uh the catalyst yes but uh but like i think staying busy making enough to like support what like enough i want financial freedom you know financial freedom and work my butt off um having fun in the process i I love it i love it well landon we've gotten to a portion of the show i know i hit you with some pretty hard questions there at the end so now i'm going to flip the table over to you someone who's used to hosting hosting somebody and asking them questions i'm gonna let you fire away and ask me anything you want here oh my good god uh okay here we go um here we go i i think um so you long term you're you're trying to keep this are we going to see the normal guy lazy eye for the- i no. hope so I, I hope so i mean like right now i, I definitely had a couple speed bumps along the way you know missed a couple weeks here and there um it, you know because it is hard to, to balance both and it's not an excuse i know a lot of people that host podcasts do do a very similar uh uh work ethic and you know um work schedule but um yeah i mean i if, as long as i can keep these conversations going and as long as it's engaging to the listeners and they're having fun with the episodes and i'm having fun doing it i see no reason to to stop yeah yes sir <laughs> let's see uh first tip for podcasting for me for anyone listening oh boy they're gonna start it up the first tip um uh don't think too long term uh and what I mean by that is if you were to tell me today that we, this is episode 85 and that this would still be going on and we've had the sponsors that we've had and we've had the guests that we've had and we've had the opportunities that have come from this show, I tell you you're crazy because I didn't look at it like that. My first goal was to, when I was starting this, was to like have enough interviews to have enough runway to keep the show going while I actually hit publish on week one and then wanted to continue, you know, uh, so I kind of took this podcast one one episode as a time at a time, as cheesy as that sounds, but then it it just became so routine, and that's when like the the cool opportunities, the sponsors, that type of stuff came after. If I spent all my time trying to figure out how to monetize this first, I feel like I would lose the quality of the interviews, even the like the one or two DMs that I get per episode, and it might not even be that. Like it could be once a month that I get a, a, someone to tune in, like this. Like shout out, shout out this kid, Alex. Um, I taught him how to swim and like, he just DM me on Instagram. He's like, I just subscribed to your podcast. Like just wanted to support my favorite coach. And I was like, dude, like that, like he's a sophomore at Tesoro. Shout out to Tesoro. Uh, like that's just super cool to me, you know? Um, and so, you know, that's the, those are the wins. So don't worry about getting, you know, like SeatGeek to be, you know, it's giving you Teslas like David Dobrik. So that's my first tip. Focus on the content and the rest will follow. 
similarly to like what I was saying about success, try not to focus on, oh my God, I, I will not be happy until I have that Tesla in the driveway. Right. When the small wins, that, those small inspirations and like being able to change, help someone in a little bit, put a smile on their face, give them a little helpful info on like yeah. what people think success is and how they can get closer to it. You know, we're just, we're chipping away at that success, baby. <laughs> exactly. 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 So, all right. Well, we have one final question for you. Uh, we asked this of all of our guests. You can't get away with this. Um, you know, you're getting it just like everybody else. So Landon, if you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Oh, oh man. Okay. A little, I have a little bit of a slogan. Like I've been not like, okay. You're how working about on your calling card here? Okay. okay. <laughs> we're we're going to get a test of this calling card right here on the podcast an exclusive. I think maybe this is a foreshadow maybe, but like, okay. I think, I think um, as, as simple, as simplistic as it could sound, I think make life fun is it's so, it's so simple, simple, but like when you think about it, you have that power to, you have, you have the power to make that day a good one. You have that power to make um, whatever you want happen. You just keep chipping away. So like make life fun. I think you can wake up and there are just like, that's why, what I do, what I do. Like I just see opportunities. We've got one life. Might as well have the most fun we possibly can with it. Right. You know? So I think I'm making life fun. And I'm enjoying it. So that's, it. that's, that's a, uh, a little autobiography for you. I love it. Yeah. I mean, we, yeah, we joke, like we joked about this on the show. Like we only get 80 to hundred years on this floating rock. Hopefully, you know, Amen. like we're living on a floating rock. Like it can be, it can be more fun than we're, than we're making it out to be. So, you know, host the podcast, make fun of your lazy eye, report about a, a Airbnb in a treehouse. do whatever was going to make you make life fun. Amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> We're just living that dream, Jaron. I love it. Well, Landon, it was incredible to get to reconnect with you. It was an awesome episode. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. And I, I wish you all the best. Hopefully, you, you know, your paths come out to New England soon. Or, or if I'm out there in Fort Worth and in, in, on, on Dallas, even though they are the Dallas Cowboys, my least favorite team in the NFL. You know, we can, we can, we can cross our paths. (laughs) You can put that aside. You promise me that when you're down in Texas, we'll kick it. We'll have some fun and absolutely, uh, we'll link up. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was my, again, first time ever guesting on a little podcast. So (laughs) shout out normal guy, lazy eye people. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you, bro. So a big thank you again to my dear friend, Landon Wexler for coming on this week's show and sharing his story. Again, a, a real inspiration and a true uh, testament of really not giving up on one's dreams, even when the going gets tough. I know it's a common theme that we have on this show, but I love the uh, like the similarities that we can pull from someone like Ella Easton all the way to Landon Wexler. And that's, again, I said it in the interview, but that's why I do this show. And then I, I love hearing those, those connections, those stories, those, those similarities of how people can define success and how people really... Uh, create that process to be successful. And again, I'm just the normal guy with a lazy eye here to tell that story. So again, thank you to Landon. Be sure to go follow him on social media. I'll leave all things Landon Wexler in the description of this week's podcast. You can see him posting some of his stories that he's covering in Dallas over there on his Instagram. So be sure to go check it out. 
Be sure to go follow us on Instagram and TikTok so you can see clips from this week's episode at Normal Guy Lazy Eye. Be sure to go check out our merch, all available in the description of this week's podcast and really any podcast that we've done in the past. A big thank you to all of you wonderful supporters. Again, this show, 85 episodes in, can't do it without you. Thank you all for showing your support. Be sure to go like us uh, and subscribe so you can hear other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Five Stars, you name it. Sorry for all the shameless plugs. I will see you all next Wednesday.